Hello, everybody, and welcome to Mind Body Greens Beauty Podcast, Clean Beauty School. I am your host and Mind Body Greens Beauty Director, Alexandra Engler. On this podcast, we explore beauty through the lens of well being. And on today's episode, we have a very special guest, and I will not uh, belabor the introduction up top because I'm so excited to chat with her, so we'll get right into it. Without further ado, welcome Ashley Tisdale. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for joining me today. I'm so excited to uh, chat about what you've been up to lately and, um, you know, get some insights in into what's been happening in your life and also being Frenchy. I'm so excited to learn more. So uh, in the spirit of that, uh, I would love to hear about your journey into the wellness and beauty industry. Obviously, you're an actress and, and I think, you know, that obviously lends itself so much into the beauty and wellness industries and Inherently, but you know, was there was there something that sparked inside of you that um, you know drew you closer to it? Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely you know my wellness journey started with me um, when I was dealing with more mental health problems. That was kind of my way into wellness. Uh, so I think that you know a couple of years ago I um, was just going through like a really tough time. I had taken over a a line of mine and had really big ideas and I was just really struggling um, with it and I I could not find my team. I didn't have a lot of support. It felt like I went through business school in that first year. I was like on set putting in discount codes on Shopify. So I really learned like the ins and outs of running a business. Um, But I was dealing with a lot of mental health issues at the time because it was really stressful. It was a lot of pressure. I had um, I had an investor that I had to pay back, and truthfully, I, I failed at that, and I failed um, just in the uh, just in you know trying to be CEO, and like trying to do something on my own, and I you know had a moment where I was just like you know this is not something like I obviously paid back my investor personally. I just I was like okay, this is how I'm going to do it, but um, it was kind of the first like personal fail for me. And so, uh, you know, I actually, it's really wild though, because I always like to talk about that story because I think you have two choices in that moment. And what I think I'm most proud about myself is that I got back up and I got creatively inspired again. And I was so inspired to just kind of share my journey with my mental health and how the things that I learned through meeting with different you know, practitioners was that living a cleaner lifestyle can help your mental health. And, um, and then I, I remember meeting with somebody who was like saying how, you know, auto, there's so many people around my age that have autoimmune disease and that, you know, a lot of the stuff is in our products, like our makeup products. And I was just like, what? Like it just was opening up so much that I had no idea about. And so I really had started my journey um, years prior um, into wellness, but uh, Frenchie was really just um, honestly like a place where I was just trying to connect with people on a deeper level and being vulnerable and talking about kind of like my mental health and choices that I made to live a cleaner lifestyle. But that for me, it's about balance and moderation. It's not like all or nothing. And I was really excited to kind of share that journey with everybody. Um, So that was really kind of my in to wellness. 
I find that very inspiring because I think it's really, you know, obviously the stigma around stress and mental health, et cetera, has opened up tremendously. And that is obviously such a wonderful thing, but that doesn't make it any easier to talk about, especially when, you know, you have such a large platform like yourself. Was there any hesitation when you, you know, started sharing your story and started talking about this stuff in a broader way? Um, Or do you feel like it's just a part of your personality to be open like that? There was hesitation when I first talked about sharing um, that what I suffered from. A lot of people at the time were not speaking about mental health. And I felt like that was uh, something in me was like, I I think it's time to share. I, I had lost somebody to suicide. And so that was also a big part of it. But um, it was scary to talk about it because I I was just really freshly new into honestly, like knowing what I was dealing with and suffering from. So I think that was a little scary. I felt like maybe I might be letting down some people. But then I realized that there were so many people that connected with me on that and that they had gone through, um, you know, obviously anxiety and depression. And so I think from that moment on, I was just like, wow, you know, like it felt so good to connect. It feels good when you can connect with someone who has been there and gone through stuff. And I felt like that was why it was so important for me to share things because I was like, you know what? Like I deal with this stuff. And if I could make someone feel less alone at home, then I've done what I can do in my life. So um, to me, it was just more like I felt like I there was like a thing in me that was like, I can handle this. And like, I've got to do this. And now it has just become part of, I don't know, like I think leading up to Frenchie, I I hike a lot. I love to be in nature. And I always dreamt of doing Frenchie. And I would say to my husband, like, I want to share these stories. Like, you know, I would see stuff on social media that I was like, gosh, you know, everything is like so much about plastic surgery. And it's like, I want to share the stories of like that I have done stuff and it hasn't been like the most positive results for me and like never took away the insecurity that I had. And so I really wanted a place to share all these stories. And I kept on like hiking and thinking through and it did take me, I think it took me that much time to be ready to share all those stories. And so I think, um, you know, for me, it's just now like, I feel like, I I don't know, like, I, I think there's like, people have asked me like, is there anything you won't share? And I think for me, I won't share it in real time, but I will share it later. So I think I go through something. I like to process that myself and go through it and then share it. But, um, but I think that there's like some, like, you know, I think for me, it's just kind of like a part of me and I, I can handle, and I feel like I have that strength that can handle those things. Like where I, I can be vulnerable and, um, you know, like not be so scared anymore, which has been really great. Like I talked about suffering from alopecia this last year and it was something that, you know, like I've had since I was like in my twenties, like 24. And I didn't realize how many people suffered from alopecia. And so I was just like, man, like, you know, I really should talk about that and talk about like what has helped me. And like, I'm still on a journey of like, what can help those things. And a lot of it has to deal with stress too. But um, I love being able to kind of just like help people in their journey. And um, yeah, yeah, it feels really good, I guess. Yeah. One of my favorite things about beauty and one of my favorite things when I talk about beauty is this idea that it can be this like means of connection. Um, 
and it's kind of this like gateway into talking about a lot of this stuff that is harder to talk about. Um, and I think that's what I uh, really speaks to me about Frenchie is, you know, you, you're creating rituals and you're creating a platform where you can have these conversations and you can write about this stuff and et cetera, et cetera. And it, it, you know, it creates a space where people feel safe to, to be vulnerable. Right. Um, I'm curious, you know, in this process of, of creating Frenchie, what, what sort of lessons have you learned and what have been the most surprising to you? That's a good question. Uh, I think that for me, I mean, I don't know if I've like learned some lessons. I feel like I've just really, you know, with creating Frenchie and having that community and connecting with people, I do feel like, I don't know, like I just think that it's been something that I was like meant to do. And so it feels like, I guess just really meaningful and, uh, when I look at like, obviously what I come from, like as an actor, it's like, I love acting. And, you know, I think people are always like, what are you going to act next? And it's just like, they don't realize how much like time I put into being Frenchie as a founder. Um, cause it, it, it takes up all my time. Uh, but it's also just kind of like, I don't know. Like, I think that there's these things that people just know of you. And so they like want you to, they just want to know what that next thing is and things I guess I learned is that like, it's great to be in like, you know, like I've pushed back at that. I'm like, well, why? And what, what am I doing now? Is, is it not good enough? Like to me, I'm always like, why is it like, oh, what's your next thing? And even like talking to people, I always find that conversation so weird where in interviews or even like when you run up to somebody or like see someone out like shopping or something, they're like, oh yes. Yeah, so, like, what are you doing next? Or like, what, what's up next? It's like, well, why is it always have to be something next? Like what I'm doing right now is pretty important and pretty amazing. And like, even just being a mom, like, is that not enough? Like there, like, you know, so it's like lessons I've learned is to just, I think, be more confident and to know that, yes, like I am an actress and like, obviously my love for acting will always be there. But like, actually what I'm doing right now is just like a really more meaningful thing in my life. And um, I love being able to connect with people and so I think that it's just like knowing that that is enough and that's great. And what I'm doing, like, so that's, I think the, the lessons I learned. Cause I'm, I used to be so like, oh yeah, like, what am I going to do next in acting? And I was finally like, you know what? Like, until you have time to do that, like, it's okay. You're, you're like, just because people expect that or want that doesn't mean that what you're doing isn't enough. I love that answer. And I, I feel like it's an answer that only comes with time, right? You know, you, when you're young, you, you just, you don't know it. And, and then you finally get to a place in your life where you allow yourself to learn it. Um, and I think it's something that a lot of people struggle with. So, um, I, I love that advice. I love that answer. I want to speak to you about, you know, so much of uh, what you've created is centered around this idea of rituals and like creating rituals, you know, whether it's lighting a candle, whether it's, you know, X, Y, Z, why was that element of rituals so important to you? Is that something that you prioritize in your own life? Yes. Yeah, definitely. And especially at the time when we were in the pandemic, like I'm not someone who's great at being home all the time. Like I had just come off of two shows. I was doing a Netflix series and then a CBS series. And so um, and then a movie. So when the pandemic happened, it was like, I was like forced to stay home. And like, I think, um, 
you know, for me, I created those rituals to ground myself and to feel present. And I started to realize how important they were for me um, during that time. And especially then I was pregnant. And so it's important, obviously, to create rituals even then. And even being a mom, you know, like to make sure you're taking care of yourself and giving your yourself like me time. Um, but I think that, you know, back then it was like, I mean, still today, I've always felt this way, which is I just sometimes have like rough time sleeping and my anxiety can get the best of me. And so I've always felt like opening up a window and lighting a candle can change the energy of the day. I always feel like every day is a fresh start. So don't let like the what happened at night, like go into your day. Um, and so it really kind of, that was like the first ritual of mine that I started to realize, oh, that's why I do that. Because I feel that energy and I feel like the change of energy, it makes me feel better. And then I started to like, I read a lot about anxiety and stuff and um, how important it is to create rituals for better sleep. So I, you know, I think for me, I just was like living those things. I was living these rituals and I was creating these rituals for myself. And so in creating my, my brand, I was like, oh, like I didn't really know anything out there like that, which was like body care and taking care of our bodies. And I was in such a moment of taking care of my body um, and my mental health. And so I was really excited to just create a line that reminds you to like, just take a moment for yourself, whether it's like a five minute moment with like a roll on oil or like a hand cream or like an hour or 30 minute moment with like a full bath and a spa moment at your house. But like, I, I do those things to just really ground myself. I love like scent to me has always been really important and candles. And um, I even love just like putting eucalyptus and lavender in a diffuser and creating like a spa, like just moment in my bathroom. It's just something that it really makes me feel good. And I feel re-energized and rejuvenated in some way. And I think that, um, I think all of us could use that, but especially like being a mom, it's like really nice <laughs> to be able to have those moments for myself. <laughs> And I do want to ask you about motherhood. Um, but quickly, I just want to um, highlight something is, you know, you were talking about body care and taking care of ourselves and having that moment of, you know, appreciation for your body. And I think what's really interesting about the brand is that it kind of it, it extends that body care into your home environment. And so it's like, you know, your atmosphere is just an extension of you. And it's just an extension of taking care of yourself, which I think is really interesting. And I think it's really important. I think, and especially in the pandemic, we all learned like our homes are just an extension of who we are. And like, we should prioritize taking, you know, pride in them and, and taking care of them and creating an environment that makes us feel at peace because like, that's how your body feels at peace. I've felt that way because it's like, I'm someone who I love being organized. I'm not always organized, you know, but I love being on a Sunday, being able to like put all the clothes up that I like just put on like the closet floor. And I really do think that, you know, for me, I just feel like that does impact your mental health. And I have become a little bit more minimal in just kind of furnishings and, um, but I have a child. So like, I'm like, at the same time, it gets crazy. But like on a Sunday, I love to be able to have a fresh start and clean it. It's like, I love a clean kitchen. It's never a clean kitchen, but I try my hardest because it really does help me. Um, but yeah, I think that, you know, our surroundings and 
just obviously like people don't realize, like for me, I feel something I notice about myself is that like, and people do this as well, but uh, until something is hurting on my body is when I pay attention to it. And I thought that was really weird because I was like, oh gosh, like if my shoulder hurts, my back hurts, suddenly I'm like, oh, I got to go get my, like go to the chiropractor, my back hurts. And I'm like, I'm now just thinking about my back, but like, you know, why aren't we thinking about that all the time? And what I noticed recently was that when I was pregnant, I had the ritual of like always putting on, you know, my lotion on my stomach. So I would get stretch marks and how after I had the baby, I stopped doing that. And the other day I recently was like, you know what? I should use my radiance oil and like put it on my stomach. And I was just like, gosh, I, I haven't done that in so long. Like, since, and it kind of, it made me feel so good because I was like, remembered that moment in time. And I was like, why am I not giving love to my stomach after I had a baby? Like, why did I just like decide to forget about it? Like it needs like, you know, it needs oil and lotion too. Like, why am I just constantly like always thinking about my legs and just, it's just one of those things where I just realized like, it's important to like, you know, feed yourself, you know, not that we're always going to have the time to do that, but when you do like your body, some love because you deserve it. Yeah. I, I love that sentiment. Um, I, you know, I teased up that I was going to ask you about motherhood. So here it is. How, how did becoming a mother, becoming a parent change your relationship with beauty and wellness? Because I, I can imagine it's a big life change and it probably does influence how you feel about all these sorts of things. It truly does. Um, my makeup routine is maybe 10 minutes. <laughs> like people are like, you really go for the natural look. And I'm like, for sure. But like, I also don't have the time to do anything else. But yeah, it does impact that. Uh, however, it's like just a, I always make an effort is the biggest thing. Cause I know like if I'm not in a good place, like I'm not going to be in a good place for my daughter. So it's like, I know to start my mornings with a meditation and I know it's not like a 20 minute meditation anymore, but at least it's like a five minute meditation. And it really sets up my day. And also just being able to have those moments like this last weekend, I got a cold for my daughter and I was, you know, traveling for work and finally back. And I was just like, okay, after I put her down, I am going to just have me time. I like told my husband, I'm like, I am getting in the bath. I am creating a whole spa environment, but it really, that stuff is so important to do still. Like, even though having a child impacts that and you don't get to have like all the time to do it. It truly is like, you have to make yourself like, you have to make yourself a priority. It's so important. It's, it matters. It matters to them it matters that in, you're in a good headspace. So I think that it's all a part of it. Yeah. And I'm sure it also like influences your relationship with beauty in the sense of like, you know, you want your daughter to grow up in an environment where she feels good about herself, you know? I mean, you're an actress, so you you're inundated in an industry that is notoriously challenging um, in in so many respects to <laughs> to, to to like you know self confidence, etc. So you know, I'm sure that that's a big element. You know, do you think about that often? Definitely, um, yes, because it's like I still haven't lost the baby weight, <laughs> she's two, and so it is like there is always pressure around everything. But what I realized was one of the things and the most beautiful things my daughter has taught me is that I think she's the most beautiful thing in the entire world. And I think 
the little things that make her different is what makes her so beautiful. And I didn't realize that we, we look at ourselves constantly and we're like so hard on like what our flaws or like differences between other, you know, each other. And I think it's like one of the things that should be celebrated. And that's something she taught me because I'm like, gosh, I'm looking at her. I'm like, I hope she never changes a thing about herself. You know, like, I'm like, she is so beautiful and like, she's this little dimple. And I'm like, it's so, so beautiful. And I hope one day she doesn't like, you know, go, oh, I have this dimple. I'm like, I'm like, that is the most beautiful thing about you because I want her to celebrate what makes her different. I think we're all supposed to be unique and different and that should be celebrated. Yeah. Ah. I love that answer. And, you know, I I hope that kids growing up now feel more free to, you know, celebrate their differences. You know, I we're, we're about the same age and certainly I don't feel like we grew up in a time where it was as appreciated to, you know, be yourself. Um, do, you, do you feel that there's hopefully a shift coming when you talk to younger folks? I think so. I mean, I hope so. I have a team and and a lot of them are are younger and uh what i love about them is that they really see through things and they're really smart and they're not just being sold on stuff which i like so they really i think can see when something's authentic and can see when it's not and uh i think that they you know i feel i hope that you know we continue to just kind of like just be able to, yeah, celebrate, um, just each other and our differences and, um, kind of like lead with like love. I mean, that could just be a like real dream of mine, but I do think like seeing my daughter and, you know, I, it's such an interesting time that she was born and all of her friends, like, I'm like, I just wonder what, you know, these kids are going to be like, you know, because it's interesting on how even they play together and stuff. So it's because they obviously have been isolated and stuff, but it will be, it will be interesting, interesting to see, but I have a niece who's 13 and she's just so smart and things that matter to her are like things that are like really, um, I don't know. Like I, I, I think I, I definitely have hope, you know, for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, veering off into a slightly different topic, but I, I want to talk about scents. You know, you mentioned that you, that scent has always been a big part of your life and it's a big part of your rituals and, you know, you love fragrance. Um, it's, you know, obviously a big part of, uh, Frenchie. So, you know, I, I want to talk about this like mood scent technology, um, and, you know, the mechanisms behind it and why, why you utilize it. So let's lay the groundwork. First off, what is it? What is mood science technology? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the mood sense technology is basically that, um, you know, a scent can truly bring us, it, it like puts, so, so I'm like, how to explain, it's hard to explain, to be honest. Um, so our sensory when we can smell something can take us back. Like it, it's like a memory in our brain can take us back to a certain time. I don't know if you've ever had that happen to you, but I'm someone who like can smell something. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, that reminds me of something when I was like 12 year olds, what is like 12 year old and trying to figure out what it is. And there is a technology behind that where basically I learned about it because I am such a candle obsessed person. And what I noticed was that a candle like I'd used four years ago, um, I used it all the time. And 
it was actually around the time that my dog had passed away, but it was like one of my main candles. I hadn't gone back to it um, until like years later. And I was like, gosh, wow. That like takes me back to that house, takes me back to that moment, takes me back to her. And I was like, that is so wild how like scent can truly do that. And so basically there is a mood scent technology in our product where the lab obviously like within, it's like hard to explain, but like we're able to uplift and there's mood boosting, there's mood boosting notes and things that can make you feel a certain way. And so basically like one of our um, lavender cloud is unwind and rest. So like certain notes in that scent make you feel relaxed and a lot of it is lavender. So it just really, it does do something. It's not like it's just, you know, uh, it's not fluff. It really truly does make you feel a certain way. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to explain because it is like this. No, it's, and the science behind sense is like really dense. Um, but no, I mean, you're totally right. I, you know, it's one, it's connected to memory and two, you know, when, when you think about how fragrance and scent has been used all of human history, like it's always had, you know, an element of emotion tied to it, you know, and people have like always used various scents to change their mood in some regard. So I think it's, I think it's really cool that like science has honed in on that in a lot of ways. And like, it, like technology like this is able to be created to like specifically target various, you know, moods and uh, notes or whatever. It really does. I think, um, you know, it, it really, for me, I was like skeptical at first when I was developing it, but I was like, whoa, like it really truly does like do something to you make you feel certain. And then because you've created a ritual with like that, whatever mood, whenever, like, for instance, if I'm, you know, going to bed and I take a shower with the lavender cloud, like it is just like, it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling to be like, oh, this is like, it's like memory of being like, okay, now I can relax. The day is done. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's pretty amazing. I love it. Yeah. What are your favorite scents out of the profile? Cause I, if I remember correctly, there's like five, I want to say. There are. Yeah. There's five. Um, I mean, everybody's asked me this. It's so hard because I love every single one of them for its own reason of obviously like which I want to be in. But um, I mean, it really just depends. Like, I mean, I love every single one. And the new scent that we have that I developed is pretty amazing in itself. Um, but I think the one that I use, I mean, the one that I use every single morning is citrus amber. It's like, just I it's like, uh, awaken and uplift. It really just like starts your morning fresh start. It feels so good. We used it like obviously I launched um, last summer. And so I was like so excited to go to Target and buy my product. <laughs> and I was like, we were using citrus amber a lot. We were in Malibu staying there. And so now it just reminds me of the beach in summer and it makes me feel so good. Citrus amber is a really good one. Cashmere vanilla is like one of our top and lavender cloud is another one but people love cashmere vanilla. And that one to me was just so surprising because every single one of them are based off of my candles, except for cashmere vanilla was based off of, um, I make Trader Joe's Jasmine rice. 
And I loved the smell it creates in the kitchen. And so when we were developing, like we have got to capture that scent. And so the lab was able to do like, they put a bubble around it and they were able to take notes from it. It's wild how they did it, but that is literally cashmere vanilla. And the fact that it's like people die for cashmere vanilla, I'm like, oh my God, like it's based off of Trader Joe's Jasmine, right? <laughs> wild to me, but it is so, it smells so good. Um, yeah, I mean, all of them are so good. You just have to kind of try them and see like what catches, you know, you and, um, but they're all like so yummy. They're great. Yeah. Um, you know, it you it's a brand that also prioritizes natural ingredients, it's vegan, uh, cruelty-free, sustainable packaging, you know, clean ingredients, etc. All of the things. Um, all of the boxes are checked. Uh, and you know, why was that important to you? And you know, because like there's so many different routes when you enter the beauty or personal care space industry, right? Like you can go synthetic, you can go on natural, you can go blah, 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 blah. And um, I'm always so curious of why people choose to enter the clean space. Um, yeah. Why, why was that important to you? Well, um, I think obviously it's just based off of like what Frenchie was all about, which is, um, you know, living a cleaner lifestyle, but also in, in moderation and the balance of that. Like I'm someone who wanted to create a line that was affordable, that was also clean. I feel like wellness is meant for everyone. I just felt like in the wellness space, it was just like, you know, we were being taught, you know, if you want to live a cleaner lifestyle, it has to be expensive. And I just didn't want to agree to that. And I knew people who followed me, if it was expensive for me, it's probably expensive for them. So I wanted to create something that they were able to get. Um, you know, there's so many things that are harmful in our products. Um, and I think that for me, I still, yes, it's all about balance. I still have like my favorite makeup that is just not clean and that's okay because I use a cleaner body wash, you know? So I think it's really about inching your way in and it's not like you don't have to, I think we neglect people when we're like, it has to be all this. And so wanted it to be a platform and a place where people could feel like, oh, yeah, I should use a cleaner deodorant. That's important, you know? Um, ooh, maybe I should use a cleaner body wash. That's important. So I think for me, when creating the line, obviously I was like, I want to, I want to create a clean line for everyone. But um, but it it's just it matters. You know, there's so many people with autoimmune disease. Um I, you know, I have one and my husband type one diabetic and I have a friend who has one. It's like just crazy how many people suffer from autoimmune disease. And it truly is like our environment impacts those things and what's in our products. And so I think that for me, it was like, okay, you know, this is obviously a priority for me. Um, and the priority was also being in Target because I wanted it to be affordable and I'm a huge fan of Target. So... <laughs> I mean, same. <laughs> Isn't a huge fan of Target. It's like you just walk in and it's like my day has been made. I'm like, all I need to see is like the red little Target dot and then I'm happy. Um, <laughs> but I did want to ask you about, you know, obviously it's a, it's an accessible brand and an accessible price point. Um, and you had mentioned earlier and certainly it's something that I can agree with is that sometimes the wellness and beauty world 
is not accessible and it is not at affordable price points. And it can feel just like so cost prohibitive to so, for so many people. Um, and, you know, you live in LA, I live in New York. We live in places where it's even worse. You know, it's like everything is just so expensive um, to, to live a lifestyle like this. And I, I'm, I'm sure creating a brand that had all of these high standards, but then still was affordable was probably a challenge, I, I would imagine. I mean, what sort of hurdles did you have to get over in order to create something that was accessible and yet still met all of this criteria? I mean, everything about creating a line is a challenge. <laughs> um, it's, it's definitely, um, you know, it's, yeah, I think that especially like with Target is so, so amazing because you have to meet like definitely standards to be clean, which I love. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it was just obviously going over formulas with the different, you know, I have amazing team that I work with my partner. And uh, I think to me, the development of it actually wasn't as hard as people, you know, like to me, I enjoyed that part of it. Um, I, I mean, it was like kind of like a dream scenario of like when you're developing a line and you're creating and you're trying all of these different things. Um, you, I don't know, like that was not the biggest challenge. The challenge is when you have something, uh, and you're sharing it and you're in like the marketing team of it all was the hardest part for me. Um, I think that, you know, with the line, it definitely was just something like we just, I just knew from the start, I was like, it has to be $17 and under. And so it was just like working with, you know, the different, you know, labs that we worked with and, um, creating something really special. Um, you know, there are so many things that I was learning about myself through the process that I was like, Oh, you know, like, I didn't realize like some of the stuff that was in my products. And I was like, Oh my God, that's so crazy. And so, um, I really love being able to stand behind my line and knowing how clean it is and, um, and how great it is. Uh, but I think that, yeah, to me, that wasn't the most challenging. I think the challenge is like what I'm, it, it's funny. Cause it's like, no one really truly understands what it's like to be a founder um, until you're in it. And you have like, yes, a marketing team. But like, for me, my biggest fear throughout the whole experience was that people were just going to see it as another celebrity brand. And that was like one of the challenge and hurdles for me with the brand because it comes from Frenchie, which is super authentic to who I am. And I'm very vulnerable. And so I was like, this brand has to, it's, it's an extension of that. And so that I think was the most challenging of trying to like, okay, once you've got it, how do you share that vision with a team to kind of execute the vision? And also it's like, we had 45 SKUs. So it was like a lot of that we were like, I just felt there was like bigger challenges than, than the other. Um, but yeah, it's, there's ups and downs to all of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it is interesting though, because it, you know, you spend all this time developing it and all this sort of, and you know, 
put all that work into the de developmental process. And then, you know, you hit that finish line where you launch it. And then you're like, oh, I'm actually just at the beginning of the marathon. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's when the real work starts is you're like, now I have to like, put it out there and get people to, you know, experience it. Um, that's really interesting. Because it's really like everything else. Um, if you have to change certain things, if you have to do certain things, no one knows about it. Yet. So it's like you're, e you're able to work within what you're trying to do. And you're able to, you know, figure that stuff out easily without the pressure of people knowing about it yet. But like once it's kind of like you're out there, you're like, oh, gosh, like, how do I get people to understand what this line is, get to understand what a moods and technology is, get to like, know what this is, you know, like it that I think was the hardest because I mean, we were, to me, I'm like, you know, we're obviously like, we're everyday products. And what we did was instead of taking like an aroma, you know, kind of um, like a eucalyptus or a lavender oil and kind of doing a ritual to the side, we put that ritual in your everyday product. So you don't have to think about that. And so we're like, you know, people to neglect what they've used so far. And I was like, I don't know, like, this is so wild. Like, are people even going to like, like this thing? I was like, I didn't, I had no idea. That was by far the most challenging for me. That people loved it and still love it. And like, it's just, it's one of those moments where when I went to Target and I saw it for the first time in person, to be honest, I could care less about what everybody else thought of it. But the fact that my journey from where I felt like I had failed at something, thought it would never happen, I never thought I would like be in Target and to then walk in and see your line sitting there. I was like, this this is the success for me. This is it. This is this is what I needed. And the fact that people love it is just like a cherry on top. Like that's so awesome. But to me that was like that was the moment where I was like, it doesn't even matter what it does at this point. I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> I mean, you got to savor those pinch me moments in life, right? Like having something you created at Target, that's huge. I mean, I still am like having to do those moments because I think we just get into that kind of like, I think when we're working or, you know, like even this last photo shoot, you know, uh, there's always little things that happen before that it's just like you're, you're working so hard, I'm sick. And then like, you're like just stressful because you're getting everything together. It's like, you know, everybody's like trying to be on the team, just trying to make it happen. And then you're, you're in this moment. I just remember being in Big Sur, taking a photo. And I was like, gosh, this was just an idea a year ago of like shooting in Big Sur. And here I am right now and it's happening. And it's like those moments for sure need to be celebrated. Yeah. Oh, I so agree. Okay. So the last section of this podcast is how you take care of yourself. We will go over your beauty routine and then also your wellness must haves. Um, so, you know, let's start with skincare. I, you don't have to get into everything that you do in skincare. Um, but I would love to know if you have any like staples. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty minimal with my skincare. It's something that my dermatologist taught me. Um, but I use a lot of Christy kid. Um, she's my dermatologist and I use her face wash and also she has these amazing fresh pads. So something that she taught me like years ago was that instead of drying your face with a towel, after you wash your face, you let it air dry and then use this like fresh pad. Um, 
because it creates more wrinkles when you use a towel, which I did not know. Um, but then I also love to use, uh, I use like a, I guess it's like more, I want to say it's by the same, I think it's by her company as well. I just use like a moisturizer at night. I tend to be um, really middle with skin. So it's like I could be oily or I could be dry. So it just depends on like the weather. But um, but truthfully, I, I really am minimal. I like to use a lot of tools on my face. Those are always fun. I like to use Nurse Jamie tools. Um, I suffer from TMJ. So it actually does two things at once. It makes like it relaxes your muscles as well as like uplifting, which... I love a good tool that can do two things. Um, so I love to use those and um, eye cream. Eye cream I've been using since in my 20s. I was like preventative cream. I've always believed in that. And I use Summer Fridays lip balm at night for moisturizing. But eye cream, um, my grandma swears by this. And I tried. I could not do it. She does full Vaseline on her face since before it was even cool to do that. Like she's 93 and she's done it her whole life. Um, I was like, this is too much for me, but I will put it like around like my eye area. So a little mini slugging. <laughs> yes. Mini slugging. I went, I literally was like dying. I told my grandma, I was like, Oh my God, your thing is now called slugging. It was like, what? She I was like, this is, it's, it's actually trendy and you've been doing it forever. She couldn't believe it. She's like, it works. And it truthfully, honestly, she looks amazing. <laughs> Well, it's uh, tried and true for a reason. All right. Um, how about hair care and makeup? I know you said you keep makeup pretty minimal, but uh, I would love to hear if you have any favorites. And then also your hair looks fantastic right now. So I need to know what you're doing. Uh, with makeup, I just like to use, I mean, bronzer is like a big thing for me. I love a good bronzer. Makeup by Mario, his contour stick. Um, I also love Kosas mascara. I use all the time and the Kosas concealer. Um, what else do I love to use? Um, I love, I mean, I'm a huge fan of cream blush. I've always been a cream blush person. I feel like it just gives you that kind of like glowy skin. Um, and I like to use... What else do I use? Lip product. I usually am just like a gloss and I do like a lip liner. Um, but I also love like, I mean, I'm, I've always been obsessed with it. It's just something that will never leave my drawer is the pillow talk by Charlotte Tilbury. It's just like the best colors. I'm not like someone who's dark colors, you know? Um, so it's just like a perfect lip color. And then for hair, hair is obviously priority, priority of mine. Like I, I have done so much to my hair over the years. So the fact that it's looking amazing now is like so exciting to me. Um, to have an extension like life and I don't wear extensions anymore. I haven't used extensions in like six years to be honest. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I for me, I've always been like, I love to use a hair mask. One of my favorite things to do at night, it is like, it's when I feel the most free is when I take a shower and I wash my hair and just put it up wet. And I'm just like, and I put a hair mask in it and I sleep in it where I'm like, I don't have to do anything to my hair. It doesn't have to be blown out. And it's just like able to be. And I'm like, that is like my favorite night ever is when I do that. So I love a hair mask night. I usually do that like once a week. 
Um, and I, I think, you know, obviously staying away from bleach has been really helpful for my hair. It's not as dry anymore. And when I went darker, it became a little bit more silkier and has like pretty much grown out a lot. Um, but I also have been, um, using a line called Harlinken, I think it's called. Oh yeah. Yeah. The hair growth. I went to them talking about my alopecia and, um, their stuff is really great and I love it. So I really just using their shampoo and conditioner and their extract. And it's been really, really helping. Um, so yeah, that's, that's basically, I just, I think the less I do to my hair, the better. So it's like when I'm not working, I like just slick it back in a bun, um, and put some like, you know, just, I like virtue virtue products are amazing. Oh yeah. Too. I love virtue too. I use that. So, uh, yeah, those are, those are my favorite things. Yeah. Your color looks fantastic. I'm going to like bring a, a, a photo of your, of your color to my stylist, because that's exactly what I want to do to my hair. It's like just so like nice and honeyed and oh, it looks so good. Thank you so much. Okay. So the last thing is your well-being routine and your rituals and how you take care of yourself. Um, whether that be mental health, whether that be, you know, physical health, whether that be movement, whether that be nutrition, um, you know, I, I always leave this question up to people's interpretation because everyone has different priorities. Um, but yeah, what are your well-being must-haves? It's all the above of what you just said. I love to work out because I feel like just uh, it feels so good, you know, whether it's like a hike or a workout with my trainer. I think that when I'm doing that, I just feel physically better. Um, I, you know, for me, I love meditation in the morning. Um, it sets up my day. Uh, I also like just taking moments to myself throughout the day. Even when I am busy, I'll just like, you know, sit outside for a second or just kind of like not be on social media, even though I love to be on social media, but I like to just like really just kind of sit with myself and take a moment. Um, I also love, oh man, like I said, baths, baths to me are like the real real deal. Um, I remember being pregnant and my doula was like saying to my husband, like, you know, it's so important to know what she loves. So whenever she's kind of having like, you know, a stressful day or something like a way for you to just kind of like, you know, help like, or when I was like postpartum, she was like, it's, it's so important to have those things that like, you know, that you know of, and he knows I am. And he, he just like, He's always like, "Are you want you want to have a bath?" And I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> and it's just like so nice to have a partner that like com completely supports me in that. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I love you know, and I I love to do like detox bath salt sometimes, or I love to do obviously like the being Frenchy bath bombs are so milky and it makes my whole tub milky and it's like so beautiful on the skin. Um, but I mean, I. Man, yeah, I could really spend hours talking about wellness and what I do for myself. It truly is what helps me, like, just stay grounded. And um, I know that, like, it's not just one thing. It's basically just giving time to myself and taking care of myself. And that's super important. I love yoga too. That's a good last one to get in there. Sorry. <laughs> No, you got to fit that in there. Um, 
I mean, that's a fantastic note to end on. I I loved this whole conversation and I, I loved hearing more about your journey and what you do and how you take care of yourself. And this was such a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. For more beauty content from the team at MindBuddyGreen, you can always read along with our content at mindbuddygreen.com, follow us on social media, and of course, tune into next week's episode. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to rate and review us. And if you ever want to reach out with questions or insights or thoughts, you can find me on Instagram at Alex underscore Blair underscore. Thanks so much for your time.